It's time for the Film Crickets with Jay Fortier and Chris Martino on this week's episode number 50. Wait a minute. If it is the 50th episode, where's the confetti and the balloons and ice cream? God, you guys are so damn cheap. All right, where was I? <clears throat> Jay, Chris, and their special guest, host of That Movie Show podcast, Mike Went, review the 1989 American black comedy film, The Burbs. Since it's standing the test of time, let's find out your film crickets are on now. All right. Hey, friends. My name is Jay Fortier. I'm along with my good friend. Steve Lavoy. Steve Lavoy. How you doing, buddy? Yeah, I'm not Chris. I'm not Chris. Where's Chris? I know that. Where is Chris? Yeah. Uh, Where is he? He couldn't make it. Uh, and uh, luckily, uh, you find time to cut out every once in a blue moon because I feel bad. It's like, you know, but it wasn't as last minute. I was able to tell you like earlier in the week. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. It just, Three days this time. We're, we're uh, getting better. We're getting better. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sometimes it's literally that morning, like, holy crap, <laughs> do you have time to watch a movie? Uh, but uh, so, we, listen, thank you for filling in. And we also have a special guest. His name is Mike Went, and he is host of That Movie Show. And well, That is so, yeah. one of the things I do, yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, you know what? You could tell us all about the other stuff, because, like, that's uh, a lot. Yeah, so I have That Movie Show. Uh, all of the things uh, that I list, uh, I, I have uh, three podcasts now. Uh, that are actually active. So they're all on all podcasting apps, very Googleable. That movie show uh, is one of them I do with Eddie McCabe. Uh, we've actually been on about a month-long hiatus. Uh, we both just got really busy with real life and work. But uh, mm-hmm. the last movie we did was uh, Cool as Ice, Ooh, the yeah. Vanilla Ice Classic. <laughs> um, it had a so weekend that, in the box office, I think. Yeah, it did. Uh, and I would say the most interesting part about that is uh, the cinematographer has basically became Steven Spielberg's go-to cinematographer. So, like, you got to picture the guy who filmed Schindler's List and Lincoln was also framing Vanilla Ice. Wow. Yeah. Uh, when you, when you uh, watched so it, we got to start you, somewhere, uh, right? Did, did you stop, mm. commemorate, and listen? No. I, I did <laughs> m- multiple times. And uh, I, I checked out the hook while my DJ revolved. Yes, absolutely. And, uh, yes. I also do. Uh, I do a movie podcast called Two Guys Watching Wrestling, uh, where we take some of the worst storylines in the history of professional wrestling and we watch them so you don't have to. Uh, I also do a. We're calling it a food show. We sometimes will talk about food. Uh, myself and uh, my buddy Andy Ferg do the F Buddies. Of course, F is for food. And uh, all of them can be found on all podcasting apps. Uh, that's that's a short resume of one. Nice, man. Very cool. Well, welcome. Thank you for having me. I'm very excited. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, so what we're going to do is we're going to talk about the movie The Burbs. And I'm going to basically, I'm going to take a look at uh, IMDb here. We're going to do the rundown right now. Uh, basically, that is when I uh, read the one-sentence synopsis off of uh, uh, IMDb and it's we always kind of laugh about how it doesn't usually cover the whole you know it doesn't really sum it up very well but that's okay because it's only one sentence so it says for the burbs which is 1989 it is Mm -hmm. an overstressed suburbanite and his neighbors are convinced that a new family on the block are part of a murderous satanic cult well you know that actually does pretty good considering That's, that's, that's pretty accurate yeah yeah um, sometimes it's like, you know, really like there's a lot left off. It's got Tom Hanks, Bruce Dern, Carrie Fisher. Uh, I, I might butcher this. Rick Ducommon. 
Is that it? Uh, I was coming? hoping you were going to say it because guy, I, I, I was I was the same thing. I'm like, ah, I don't know how the hell you say that name. Yeah, it's uh, it's well, he plays art. Um, yeah. Rest in peace, by the way. The guy died. Yes. Uh, he was he was great. I liked him a lot. He only died. He died in yeah, 2015. I would say to common. Yeah. 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 Uh, Corey Feldman, Wendy Shaw, who looks still amazing. Uh, she looks sure. just as good as she did. You know, like I, I would mm-hmm. say, at uh, she's what sixty-seven years old. She looks amazing. Um, yeah, no tan. Lines. She was the next door neighbor. Yeah, the, how awesome is that? We'll get to that after. Uh, so yeah, Courtney Gaines. By the way, I got. I, I, I want to mention him because he is one unsung guy in in my book in a lot of films. Uh, sure. Courtney Gaines, man, just like in a lot of different films, like you know, probably under appreciated, wouldn't you say? He's he's a fantastic character actor. Yeah, like, like one of those character supporting actors. Like he's one of those that seems like he comes in and he's never going to play the hero type. Right. Like like he's one of those like oh where do I know that guy from? Oh he was the guy that showed up at the the under the sea dance and tried to take a uh, Lorraine away from George McFly. Right. It's like yeah. oh yeah you're you're just a piece of shit. I get you. Okay, perfect. No no we, no. He got get, a get, bag of shit thrown on his house. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. That was uh, that was the uh, I can't buy me love. Uh, so yeah, it's it, funny. It's yeah, funny you say that. And in, in this movie, his lines I, did, I don't even think he said one thing. I, I, I'm. Oh no, he had a couple. Was like, did he? Uh, um, he? He muttered a yeah, few words. Yeah, yeah. It, yeah. Came, it, it came with the frame. Sardina. 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 For that some is, reason, he added an A at the end of sardine. That is sardina. my favorite. Uh, that is my favorite moment too. I think uh, of the film because in with the frame. there's, there's the, a couple. Yeah, there's that. There's, that whole section is is phenomenal. Um, the amount of times I do that in real, I say that line in real life, like pointing to a picture. Oh, it came with the frame, and nobody gets it. Yeah, that's funny. That's <laughs> it's funny. Like, it's like I have one friend in this in this world that gets that line, and it's yeah. like and. I can't just keep doing it with him. Bruce Dern <laughs> does an amazing job in that scene. Mm-hmm. Um, by the way, the, what happens if you if you wanted to know? Like everybody's freaking out that their neighbor. Most of the it was really the guys in in the on the street in the cul-de-sac are freaking out that sure. their next door neighbors are murderers, and the girls in the in the cul-de-sac are basically going, "No, you guys are nuts. We're going to go over there. We're going to have a nice neighborly chat, and everything's going to be wonderful." When they get over there, uh, it just everything's wrong. Like like the place is dark. They they yep. bring out like a million candles. It looks like a freaking campfire <laughs> in the dead center. Of I the mean, table. it's basically like the Adams family or the Munsters' house when they oh, like, when they go in there. Yeah, and but Courtney Gaines comes out, and the only thing he has to offer is some sardines and pretzels, and <laughs> it's uh, the worst snack ever. And Wendy Wendy Shaw, I love her responses. I'm trying to cut back. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> as if, as if anybody has ever uttered that sentence because they eat so many sardines that they're. I had I had pretzels and canned sardines last night. Sorry. They're trying to cut back, but, um, you know, and we go out of order in this show. Like you know, it, it doesn't matter. We don't have to like take it from the beginning. So, we will. Sure. It's um, sure. It's kind of funny because you know the movie named The Burbs. I always thought it was like the burps or something. I, I didn't know what the hell they were saying. <laughs> and now it makes sense. Okay, uh, short for suburbs. Right. Um, so we're talking right. about neighborhoods. Um, but, yeah, I, always, I was always like, what the hell does that mean? The burps? What, the, what movie is that? 
Yeah. It's funny because I was rewatching it uh, again today. Uh, I was I was texting some of my buddies when I'm watching. I'm like, it's one of those movies that you when you watched it as a kid, it was like, oh, this is funny. It's a funny movie. Now it's like, holy shit, this is really relatable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Like the there's there's moments of Tom Hanks's freak out when he just crushes the cans and Carrie Fisher's like, you feel better? You crush some cans? He's like. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, my God, I get that one. <laughs> well, I, yeah. I mean, I'm just going to wave my hand so I don't th- say anything stupid now. <laughs> it's, it's exactly like, you know, when, when, the, when the movie opens, we, we, we're kind of drawn in from, from space. And, and we zoom yeah. right into this neighborhood, and it's a cul-de-sac. And, and really, yeah. like you say, it's relatable. Everyone on a cul-de-sac, for the most part, is trying to outdo each other. You know, right? They're gonna, they want to have the better lawn. They want the better-looking house. And, and some, for some reason on a cul-de-sac, you seem to be closer as neighbors. I don't know what it is. It's like maybe because you can see mm. each uh, angle of each house more. I, I don't know what it is, but it's like a tightness in a cul-de-sac. So if you don't fit in, sure, sure. you know, you, you're, it's going to be very noticeable that you're the house that doesn't fit in. And if you're in a cul-de-sac and you don't think you have that house, it's probably yours. Yeah. Right. And, and if, you if you can't figure out who the weird one is, it's you. It's you. Yeah. And if you haven't figured, um, if by now with this show, we don't care about spoilers. So if you if you want to see the end, spoiler for a 1989 yeah, like movie. Said, you know, sorry. Here's your chance. You had your chance. Yeah. Um, the come to find out, the people Endgame are, had a one week mandatory no thing, no spoilers. Right. It's like right. I think we're good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So what I'm saying is you find out that they are murderers there at the end. We, we, we can only cover yeah. more about it later. So what I'm saying is now, if you're murderers and you are in you know a house and you're trying to not stick out so much, maybe not have a lawn that looks so disgusting and trees <laughs> that are dead and like so much stuff that's beyond obvious of pay attention to us because really you don't want the attention if you're the murderer. <laughs> You know, like, or or the other way of thinking is is like they're so over the top and they're so crazy. There's no way yeah. they're actually murdering people. I mean, that's what the wives in in the cul-de-sac were thinking. They're like, they're just weird. Right, 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 right. They're just weird. They're not murdering people. They are. They actually are. Yeah, <laughs> they, they actually are. Well, you know, it's funny because uh, Tom Hanks' character, uh, which was Ray, right, Ray Peterson. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. he, he does. He questions it. He kind of looks over, but he—I don't think he would have pushed himself as far as he did in the film without the other neighbors. It was the other neighbors oh, that yeah. kind of used him to say, "Hey, uh, wow, I think things are pretty bad over there. Why don't you go find out?" You know, it's—it's it's funny because I don't think he—I think he would have dropped it. I don't—I th- think he would have just kept staring at the house, going, "Something ain't right over there," you know. But—but but I don't think he would have went as far as he did. So. No, he definitely. I I liked when uh, when him him and Art were daring each other to go ring the bell, and all the neighbors are watching because again, I I grew up in the suburbs, and it is one of the nosiest places to ever grow up. So that part of it was super accurate. Everybody kind of peering out their window. What are they doing? It was basically like a neighborhood of Tony Soprano's mother. Everybody's just looking out the window. What are they doing out there? It's like, mm-hmm. oh, God, come on. Uh, but yeah, so them them goading each other because. I, again, very relatable as when you're watching it back as an adult. 
Tom Hanks character in the beginning where Carrie Fisher's like, let's go up to the lake for a vacation. He's like, look, I don't want to drive four hours to go sit in a wet, dank cabin. I just want to lounge around in my pajamas, drink a couple hundred beers, maybe watch the game and smoke a cigar. I just want to do that. That's my vacation. I'm like, oh, wow. Somebody's like looking into my life right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, it, it, it's true. Just one peace true. and quiet. It's funny because they go to the house, and what makes a spooky house a spooky house? You got to have that huge door knocker, right? So they've got yep. the spooky door knocker on the door. They decide yep. to they, they hit the door knocker, right? And what happens to the numbers on the house? It was like six six nine. It flips around now it's six six six, which we know from Iron Maiden is the number of the beast. But in this case, Correct. it was the number of the bees. Because as soon as that happens, (laughs) the bees come flying out and stinging them. So, yeah, I was was just kind of laughing at that. And then Bruce And the best part about Bruce Stern, every time, I don't care how many times I've watched this movie, laugh 100% of the time when Bruce Stern just gets yanked back by the garden hose. I'm like, that's just just stupid physical comedy. I love it every time. He was awesome in that. Uh, he was fantastic. Like, I mean, stuff like when he back to the when they all uh, went inside their house and started meeting them. Like, just yeah, he's not afraid to ask the, the questions that everybody was like timid to ask. Like, he's like, uh, got someone tied up in the old basement, have we? <laughs> and then, uh, how about when he's like, Hans, a fine Christian name. Hans Christian, Christian Anderson. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Yeah, I, and the funny thing, though, he again, he's one of these guys. He's not afraid, but he is afraid. So when they really went into operation, he wasn't going to be in the house. He set up communications yeah. so far away yeah. that he needed he needed binoculars. He needed binoculars to see the house. It's like I will be. I, I will have your back about three miles yep. that way. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Again, another another throwaway line that, that made me crack up was when he breaks out the big infrared scope and Tom Hanks is like, what is this? He's like, oh, it's an infrared scope. Snipers use it to you know shoot from miles away. And Tom Hanks just kind of goes, what the hell are we going to do with it? It's like, it's a valid question. Why do you have this? <laughs> yeah, and Courtney Gaines drives the garbage out to the, the out to the can. You could tell it's heavier than hell. Like, like he's he's holding this thing and he tosses it in there and starts beating the crap out of it with this tool. And and I love Tom Hanks's response to that. He goes, "I've never seen that. I've never seen a a guy drive his garbage out to the street and then beat the hell out of it with a stick. I've never seen that." Well, and and the funny, (laughs) funny thing about that, it goes it goes along with you know the women and the men were thinking totally different things. So. In that scene, I could see them saying, "Wow, we got to get that kind of trash bag. That's pretty tough. We, where did he buy those? You know, like, you know, they would be thinking totally different than no, this no guy. Leaks. Yeah, yeah, look at that. Wow, uh, great quality. You know, so I could just see them kind of saying something like that instead of, instead of thinking it's a dead body the whole time. Right, right. That's awesome. Um, and the the garbage man, I, I I'm struggling to know his name right now, but Joe Dante Dick uses him. Yes, Dick Miller. Dick, Dick Miller. Yeah. Uh, Joe Dante, who directed the film, uses him as like a like a security blanket in his a lot of his 100%. films. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that's one of the cool things uh, mentioning Do- Joe Dante. Like this, it's right in that area where he's doing like Gremlins and stuff like that. And it's such that like it's an interesting hybrid of like really campy 
cartoonish horror mm-hmm. that isn't considered a horror movie. Right. It's like on the basis, this is a horror movie, mm-hmm. but it's but it's definitely not. It's right. definitely a hundred percent a comedy. But, I, but I, you know, I mean, there's, there's the music. Yeah. The music would support that, and the music was kind of spooky. Oh yeah. Um, it definitely had dark moments. Uh, but you're right. It was. It was. It wasn't. It was. There was too many laughs. And and yeah. to, to really make you feel that you are watching a horror film. Now apparently, and that that yeah. and the fact that it's a neighborhood felt very like it was just so reminiscent of Gremlins, and of course they were just coming off of Gremlins, so it was like okay, between Dick Miller and Corey Feldman and and Joe Dante and all all being a part of this little again very nice safe suburban neighborhood that's all going to hell. It's like oh okay, I can see all these. Yeah, um, and it, apparently it bombed, like, I guess at the box office, but I guess people didn't know what to do with it. Like, the Burbs? I think so. I'd heard... Uh, 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 historically worst reviews of the year. Yeah. Wow. But yeah. It's because, yeah. like, it's almost like they didn't know how to handle what they were seeing. And then when it came out on video, yeah. people started to gravitate and figure out, that, oh, this is pretty great. Yeah. Uh, or at least yeah, the right It's definitely a cult well. classic. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, it, and going back to like the, the scene with Bruce Dern in the house and kind of just kind of milling around, throwing out these fantastic lines. It's interesting because w- when I was reading about it, this all was filmed during one of the writer's strikes. So a lot of the film had to be improvised on the spot because wow. even though one, the writer of the film, uh, Dana Olson, actually plays one of the cops at the end. But because of the union strike, he wasn't allowed to contribute anything creatively to the movie. So they like they rewrote and reshot basically the whole ending over again. I mean, Tom Hanks died in the original ending. Uh, wow. There was multiple different endings of the trunk. Uh, one of the options when they opened it up and there was skulls. Another option was a trunk full of dead cheerleaders. Uh, another option was the two garbage men, uh, Dick Miller and uh, Robert Picardo, uh, were dead in the trunk. Uh, apparently, they were filmed. I think they're on the Shout Factory Blu-ray, which unfortunately I still have in storage in Boston. I'm in Florida right now. Wow. Um, yeah, so it's there was a lot of just a lot of improv, and that m- most of that scene, most of the Bruce Dern shit was all improvised, which is even more impressive. Well, yeah, oh no, it was outstanding. He very very memorable, like in those moments. Yeah, yeah. Uh, about a nine on the old tension scale, Rube. Oh. <laughs> that slavic? that slavic? No. No. Yeah. Like, fantastic. And that, that, you got to give credit to that uh, nutbag, like the old dude, like uh, Ruben. Uh, he's sitting there, like, not just that, but, like, he's staring the whole time at... Oh, he was at, perfect. At, at Tom Hanks, like, with those jowls. Uh, like, his face, Theodore, like... Theodore really, Gottlieb is the like, actor. You know what I mean? Like, it's... Yeah, it, yeah. Well, you know, yeah, I think it's uh, perfect. I, I think when when you're a good actor, when you can take a something that maybe wasn't like the best part to have, but you make it so good. Like some of these people get handed gold on a, on a platter, right? Because it's like sure. here is your here's your you, you read through the lines, and they got the best, the funniest lines and the best scenes. But to take a, a, a character that doesn't say much and and really would be somewhat boring, but we're talking about it now. That's a good actor. I mean, that's that's really cool. Yeah. Well, absolutely. And it's one of those things. I mean, uh, you know, Courtney Gaines is a great example of that in this movie, that there is, there's no such thing as really small parts in acting. You, you have to, I mean, that's part of the job. You have to make it as big and as much as it can be. You can't just kind of phone it in or everything else around you kind of falls apart. And, and like 
just to, to personalize it and to toot my own horn a little bit, uh, back in, uh, was it this year? Yeah, it was April. Uh, the movie The Unholy came out. Uh, and I was in that movie. Uh, I filmed it back in September during co- like r- it was one of the first productions back uh, after the pandemic. You know when Hollywood started to get back going. So I went out and I filmed a day on it. And I was a I was a blacksmith, and my job was in the 1800s to uh, hammer an iron mask onto this woman, presumably a witch's face. Then we you know hung and burned her. It was a whole you know thing. We had a cult and all that stuff. It was awesome, and did that. And I, I threw myself into it. I, you know, I was making it my all. I got to, it was weird because uh, when I was on set, they kind of, they sent me over props and I was a blacksmith and they had this table of hammers and I go, okay, which one? She goes, oh, no, no, you can, you can choose your hammer. And I'm like, all I thought in my head being, being the nerd that I am was on the, um, on the Blu-ray of Star Wars, the, the collection, there was a, a documentary, and in the prequels, George Lucas came up to Sam Jackson with a chest, a big wooden chest, and opens it up, and there's like five lightsaber hilts, and he let him pick his, and this was kind of my moment nice. like that, where I'm, I'm picking, I'm you know, lifting up the hammer, seeing what feels right, seeing what looks right, and all that stuff. So we go through, and it was a one-day thing, and it, it, you know, it wasn't all that long of a shoot for me. So I'm like, okay, it's a small role. You know, it's one of those things that could be. I've, I've been cut out of more movies and none of the cool ones either. That, that basically anything that filmed in Boston that wasn't a cool movie, I've been cut out of. Pink Panther two, oh yeah, um, I've been cut out of all the bad romantic comedies that have been filmed in Boston. But this one, I just happened to, you know, around the time it was the trailer was coming out, uh, the, it was director Evan's birthday. So I sent him a message on Facebook. And I'm like, hey man, happy birthday, great work when you blah blah blah. And he goes, oh, yeah, by the way, you opened the movie. And literally the first thing you see is my big stupid head hammering this thing. And it's like if I phoned it in, the opening of the movie would be fucked. Mm -hmm. So it's like it's one of those things. I had no lines. And again, it was a four-hour shoot. Like it's not like I was there for, you know, three months and, you know, had all these lines. It's like but it's the first thing you see. So if I just, you know. If I had not given it my all, that opening shot, you know, would have just not worked as mm. well, in my opinion. So it's very similar. Like you take a role like Courtney Gaines as Hans Klopek, and he's like, like you said, he mutters a couple things, sounding and all that stuff. Mm. But if he didn't add his little touches to it, and he didn't like sell every part of it, like when um, what uh, what's it, uh, Wendy Shaw at the dinner table kind of brushes his thing, if he didn't like freak out like that. The, the role just wouldn't work as well. He could have just, you know, uh, don't, don't touch me type of thing. But he freaked out as if, like, he's never been touched by a person before. So it, it, it's, it's really, it's, it's cool to see, like, you know, the smaller roles like that. I forget what, what she says. It must be so good for you, hands. Hands. <laughs> she touches them. Like, yep. Uh, hands. And then Ruben. Uh, I like yep. the, the moment with Ruben when they were like, oh, um, uh, I don't remember seeing a moving truck out here. They go, this, um, I don't understand that because it was outside all day. <laughs> like, yeah. It's like he, his delivery is so freaking awesome, man. He was uh, dialed up to 11 the whole time. The whole time. He he never came down. It's like, oh, and uh, Henry Gibson, fantastic, uh, char- another fantastic character actor. Uh, that worked with Joe Dante on Inner Space. Uh, he he plays the doctor, and he, when uh, when Art you know sets off all the alarms, he's like another neighbor, the fat one. I'm like, God yeah. damn it. <laughs> <laughs> or even the the passive aggressive that he does to Carrie Fisher when she's like, I never got over here when the naps were here. How unfortunate for the naps. <laughs> <laughs> 
Sorry. No, it is this funny, is, though. Uh, I should have warned everybody. This is going to be a fucking love fest for this. But It's uh, a quote fest, absolutely. Yeah, it, yeah. It, I love it, yeah. yeah. It, it's funny, though, you know, you think of what, what are your neighbors saying about you? You know, it's like in real life, this is where you think you're watching a movie and go, oh, it's the fat one. I wonder if any of my neighbors call me the fat one. I mean, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. <laughs> put it past them and blame them but but you know do they ever go yeah. no oh, look there's the fat no. one no unless you make them angry like see like like art pissed them off a lot so he said see because if they liked him they'd be like you know that guy he's kind of big yeah. <laughs> right like they would soften it yeah like do you know yeah. you know that guy that cross the street's kind of uh, the big guy right he's kind of you know he's but if, if they don't yeah. like him then that's when they they hammer he's it the down <laughs> yeah, yeah that's exactly how they handle yeah. it Oh, that's true. that is funny. Yeah, yeah. No, it's great. Even well, even um, wasn't it uh, the uh, Corey Corey Feldman? Uh, what yep. wasn't? Didn't he say a line where he's with the fat one that's with him or something like that? Didn't he call him fat also? I think yes, he was called yes. fat before. He did probably. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, um, all right. So, all right. That, that you know, Corey Feldman. Uh, you yeah. know, young kid. So like at the time, you're like, you know, teenager. So like a teenager, you can't, I, I just meant adults. If you piss them off, they're going to you know do that change of uh, uh, terminology. Kids, they might just say whatever the hell they want. Now <laughs> I did hear, and I saw, uh, I mean, he basically admitted it through his own uh, two Corey's movie that he kind of put out um, whatever, like he put out a movie about himself and yeah. described that he was so messed up um on there on that set that like he was barely getting lines out wow yeah this was an an interesting time for him because it was also like right around where he was kind of like at his peak as an actor i mean he had done you know he'd done stand by me a couple years earlier coming off lost boys and license to drive and i think he had just dream a little dream dream a little dream Mm -hmm. but yeah he was a a nightmare apparently but he played himself i mean he really that is that's him right i mean it seems basically like it was just him. I mean, it was. I, I read one thing like uh, this was also around the time that he was buddy buddy with Michael Jackson, um, and apparently, uh, at least according to the IMDb trivia, uh, Michael never visited the set, but he sent Bubbles the monkey, and apparently, Bubbles was holed up in Corey's trailer like for weeks on end and just smearing shit everywhere until Joe Dante was like get the monkey off the set he can he cannot come back like he's he had to bar bubbles from the burb set <laughs> which is just something that like as a professional i can't imagine he ever thought he would have to do i have to bar michael jackson's pet chimp from the set <laughs> god damn it well it seems like he Can was I never movies with he was never going around to any of the shoots he was just sitting around his trailer spanking the monkey all day so you know i mean he had to get rid of that <laughs> rim shot there you go <laughs> Yeah, uh, but yes, it, it was a, uh, it was a, it was definitely a weird time for him. Uh, but I, I also read that it was uh, like Wendy Shaw and Carrie Fisher were like basically his onset sponsors, for lack of a better term. Like they were really trying to like, well, yeah, because get him um, clean enough that he could do takes. Well, I, I, I mean, Carrie, I guess had a history, so she was basically oh, trying absolutely. to say to him, listen, you know. Don't do it all right now. You know what I mean? Like, like you get a right. mellow out a little. Like she chill, did. She like. did look. I mean, she looked different without the bagels on the side of her head, though, huh? <laughs> <laughs> funny and, and another little uh, funny thing. Apparently, she was wearing a wig in this movie, 
but it was the same style as her own hair. So after she would like nobody knew she would. It was just a shade lighter. Like I guess she didn't want to color her hair, wow. so they just fashioned a wig that wow. was the same style as her own. That but in the movie, me I mean, well, what, would that would that kind of go along with the line where he kept talking about her hair? Remember, he said, "Oh, I'm, I'm guessing that's what he meant." Maybe that was like the yeah. joke, like kind of that they brought on from behind the scenes. I would say, I'm, I'm guessing that's what it was. Yeah. Well, there's like, a scene because it's just kind of nowhere, them. and he keeps repeating it. Yeah, it was weird when they yeah. do when they close to when they're figuring out that they actually are murderers. Uh, yeah. They break uh, two of them, Tom Hanks and, um, well, uh, Ray, who plays Ray. Ray and Art both uh, break into the, the basement of the, the Klopex house. You're just doing anything to not say his last name. <laughs> oh, God, no. Do, yeah. do, do common. Do common? Yeah, screw Duck, that. Duckman? Duck, yeah. Uh, well, they, they break in and they start digging you up in the basement and... Uh, they, he hits the gas line, and they uh, yeah. Ray walks out. I mean, uh, Art walks out, and then Ray comes out, like all burnt up. Tom Hanks, you know, he's all, he's all like. Mess. And what I love is when he walks down the stairs, the little shuffle. Yeah, it's yes. like it's like it's like the way he's almost like he has his, rollerblades I, I, on. Yeah. I couldn't yeah. do that. Like I mean, like like I could try like probably twelve times and not do it as well as he did it for that moment. It was like, well, yeah. I, and I, I, you know, and I, and, and it's funny because I thought the same thing. I'm like, I'm like, I'm looking good. I'm like, are there rollers on the steps? Like, because it seemed like there were rollers. Like he just rolled down each step. I don't know how he did it. It was just like a little shuffle, but like it was perfect. Yeah, it's it's like uh, I mean, I, I think we probably all have like done it, like stumbling down the steps a couple times, but it's like. You could never intentionally recreate that. Mm. So it's almost like, well, was it an accident that just worked? Or is he just that damn good? I, I mean, think I, I, I really, really, fo- <laughs> I was I was uh, awaiting it because I love that moment. So I, I, yeah. I was watching it and it looked like he actually made the effort. But mm. to the point where we all think it's uh, like accidental. You know what I mean? Like yeah. he yeah. does yeah. it so well, like, you know, he did it the way he was going to do it. On purpose, yeah. but we all look at it like, wow, he just floated down those stairs. It was beautiful. Well, I think Brilliant. I've done it. I Oscars. think I've done it before. I don't think I've ever stuck the landing. That's the problem. Right, right, right. Oh, right. And, and, right. And he wasn't even looking at them. Right, right. Was, no, that, was, doing, that's you know, the cool, coolest one part eye, about it. It's all melted. He just kind of, he stays like right there and just almost comatose as his, as his feet are just the only things moving. Everything else is just kind of still. And it's like. Because, I, again, it's like if that was an accident, you'd think you'd get a little flicker of, a, like, an eyebrow or something. Oh, shit. Like, oh. That's awesome. I almost just blew a take by falling down these steps, mm. and they're about to rip the house down behind me so I can't mess it up. Right. Oh. Do you – I mean, uh, as if, if people like the actor Tom Hanks, do you think that Tom Hanks showed some of his best qualities in this film? Uh, or do you think – I mean, is this the Tom Hanks that you think the average person likes to see? Um how do you how do you feel about that? I mean, it's I I think it's my favorite era of Tom Hanks, um, and I think it's just because it's fun. Like like the stuff he was doing in this era was fun. You know, like like I said, Bachelor Party. This um, he was doing. I think Turner and Hooch was just around here. Big, which is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was actually nominated for an Oscar for that. The Money Pit uh, and the Money Pit. Even even Dragnet. Which isn't a good movie, but there's moments in it that are just so good between him and Dan Aykroyd. And it's just like, yeah, that's awesome. And it was that fun, younger Tom Hanks who's like, 
I'm coming off of Bosom Buddies, and now I have to be a movie star type of thing. So he was he was definitely giving it his all, but he also felt more fun. Um, now, granted, obviously, uh, you don't win Oscars for having fun, so. <laughs> He had he had to you know obviously move on to other things, but there's no money. I, I, it, right? I love this era. I mean, there's no money in, in what too. he was doing at that time, right? As opposed to the serious Tom Hanks, probably really making some cash. Yeah, well, that that and also you know it's one of those things as you get older, you you know the the these types of comedies become less and less funny, and it's more like oh, it's the old man doing slapstick. Stop it! <laughs> Unless you're Leslie Nielsen. <laughs> exceptions to every rule yeah he, um, i think he showed his chops in these comedies like with just the, the sure. things he did uh which obviously led to all the the good stuff later but like um, i mean with the way he pulled stuff off uh like i mean it he went from uh having uh mellow moments to when he flipped sure. out and grabbed the, the beer cans and he's like, I'm just yeah. trying to sleep, you know, like, and he's flipping out and then, or, or, or when he's like, citizens arrest or, yes. you know, when he starts yelling at art at the end, it's us, it's us, you know, um, the, I mean, it's, it's also a testament to, I mean, he, he's obviously as, as we've known with his, you know, later career, he's a fantastic actor. Mm-hmm. So, and, and it's not one of those things. It's not like all of a sudden he woke up and he was a much better actor. No. It just, it, it took us, you know, it took the, the industry a while to be like, oh, let's give him a try on this dramatic thing. Yeah, some uh, people but probably it's like, didn't pick it up. The fact that he had all that and he was doing these slapsticky comedy type of movies added more to that role mm-hmm. because he had the, the, the chops of a dramatic actor underneath all the comedy that he was also great at. But I mean, that, that I mean, was look at his face, right? Uh, that was the '80s, and we kind of had yeah. this thing where you every on every movie, but a lot of these movies had to have a meltdown. I think of Chevy Chase and, and the multiple meltdowns that Chevy had. So sure, so maybe it was kind of like that where hey, you know, Tom, you need your your meltdown moment, and uh, so it seems like that's it. Just reminded me of you know the whole Christmas scene. Uh, with Christmas Vacation, when he has yeah. that meltdown, it, it was kind of like yep. Tom Hanks. There was the build up, the build up, the build up, and now we have the meltdown. And and, and everyone loved the yep. meltdown. I mean, it's one thing when you look at these movies, we all talk about the meltdown moment because they're just priceless. A lot of them are ad libbed, and they're just a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. And how about his face? Uh, just like you know, how about his facial expressions after the nightmare? Uh, and then, like, he's just sitting there when, he's, when he woke, and he's in the bed, and he's drinking orange juice, watching Mr. Rogers, and he's just like, yeah. you know, just... And just, how ironic... I, I can't even pull it off. Yes. Yeah, how right? ironic, because yeah. now he, he later, and in, in, yeah. did, did he even know that he was going to be playing nope. Mr. Rogers? So no, he didn't even want to play him. And, yeah. the, the nightmare scene, it, it's one of those that, like, you, you almost forget it's in the movie, and then it's like, oh, yeah, they did this. This is just weird. Like, mm. and, and you got to imagine it was also in the script. It, well, this, this, they don't just ad lib a whole scene like this. Uh, but they're like, oh, wow, how drunk were they when they wrote this? Mm. It's like, oh, yeah, and then Art's going to come in dressed as Skip the Ice Cream Man, and we are actually going to put him on a big grill. Like, can we get, like, a 40-foot grill in the backyard? It, bizarre bonkers. The Texas Because they was watching Texas Chainsaw 2, and then the chainsaw comes through the wall. He's like, it becomes another movie. It's like, here's a, here's a seven-minute short that they wanted to make, and they had to put it in a movie somewhere. So, like, ah, screw it. We'll just put it in the burbs. Well, I like it because he, he, he had put on, what, what was the first one? 
that he was watching. Because uh, there's three, it ended up being three horrors. Um, well, mm -hmm. it was like one movie, and then he changed it, and it's The Exorcist. The Exorcist. Oh yeah, yeah, it was like the first one was like some sort of satanic thing. Uh, I, I, I'd have to look it up, but. Right. Um, then the uh, he changes it and it's the Exorcist. Then it's the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And he's like, "What the hell? <laughs> like, I can't escape it." <laughs> but he has yeah. that that sort of deadpan expression. Like, <laughs> well, it's I like did he, hear some it's, trivia. It, it's like he's never really looked into evil before. So uh, Ray had brought over the book. They're in the basement, and they're right. looking at this book all about evil like they looking at different uh uh passages and, and different things that they do and pictures and so that's what kind of sparked his interest and then they show him watching these horror movies so he's he's trying to do all this his his horror evil murderous research um obviously if it was today he would have been shown on the internet he didn't have the internet back then so it's book and movie the way we used to learn right so, uh, so kind of funny. Right. Yeah. Uh, and, and the moment, like one of the m most amazing moments from that film, like who doesn't quote, like what art says when they're in the basement. <laughs> the right? chanting. Cause, yeah. Cause like first you got Tom Hanks who's, uh, who's going, I am not going to listen to this. I'm not going to hear you now. I'm not going to, he's blocking his ears. You're chanting. And then he's like, yeah. yeah, you're chanting, Ray. You're, you're, you're chanting. <laughs> Unconscious. Satan candy. is good. Yeah. Satan is our pal. <laughs> I want to kill our pal. <laughs> that, that's a, that's a great moment though, because who doesn't talk about that when they see the movie and love it? You know, like that, that's like one of the moments that. Every, and by the way, a friend of mine just um, showed me a link to uh, people who made like T-shirts. That mm -hmm. exact phrase. This is awesome. Awesome. <laughs> and it's it's funny because you know they have to go into the basement, right? They can't they can't look at this book in a room upstairs. It's got to be in the basement. They got the little spotlight on the book. It's just really it's really funny. It's a great scene. It's basically I, like Joe, Joe Dante was like, "I've seen Evil Dead. Let's do that." A uh, friend of mine also go told find a me, book in a basement. Same friend uh, told me about the dog Queenie. Yep, that was uh, the same dog in um, Silence of the Lambs. Yes, uh, it was. How oh, great wow. is that? Like two, two horror. Yep. It's a two horror dog. Yep. <laughs> like, yep. <laughs> That's pretty cool. They also, uh, I, I read something where uh, the props department had to be very specific about the fake dog shit because apparently they wanted to use Joe Dante wanted to use real dog shit, and the actors kind of were like, "No, we're not. We're not stepping in that." Uh, Bruce Stern specifically, he's like, I'm not, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna do multiple takes in real dog shit. Go, 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 melt those Snickers bar. Yeah, basically. <laughs> uh, wait, hold on, I gotta use, I gotta call my uh, actors union president on this one. That's, uh, that's not in the mm -hmm. contract. <laughs> but uh, yeah, real dog shit. No, yeah, not yeah, anymore. Yeah, no, you can't get away with that stuff. That. And they think uh, they, they think that they that because uh, the neighbor down the street, Walter, is missing. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, they think that. The Klopex had something to do with it. The Klopex are the crazy family next door. And yep. when they visit them in the middle of the movie, Tom Hanks finds the toupee that belonged to Walter, the missing guy. So I, he 
basically hides it in his shorts. And they're like, hey, why don't you take your balls out of your wife's purse? And he reaches into his shorts. They're like, it's a figure of speech, Ray. <laughs> and then he pulls out the, he pulls out the, uh, the rug and he goes, you've had that in your pants all day? <laughs> In well, in, in fact, that was uh, the wig that Carrie Fisher wore. No, I'm just kidding. There you go. <laughs> Funny, though, it's, it's a joke that could only happen in the 80s because yeah. who wears shorts that short anymore? Oh, it's great. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. They, they, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, those were mid-thigh shorts on Tom Hanks. Almost. almost like, those are super yeah, short. Almost, almost 70s NBA style. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. awesome. I think Larry Bird was the last guy to wear shorts. That yeah, time. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, there was, uh, uh, there was so many good moments in this film. Like, it's, obviously, it's something yeah. that uh, uh, meant a lot, at least uh, to Mike and uh, uh, myself. Uh, Steve, you saw it for the first time in a long time, right, today? like was uh, Yeah, uh, I, I, you know, I, I think I only saw bits and pieces. In fact, maybe even the ending. Um, so, yeah, today it was like, I was watching going, I remember this a little, but... Um, but not, I never watched it all the way through. So, you know, it's good. It, it's, but it's tough watching it now after seeing all of his other stuff. Um, it, it mm -hmm. is a different character. Him being Tom Hanks. Yeah. yeah. You know, I mean, it's, it's, yeah. it's a different character. So it's, it's tough. Sometimes you almost have to go, it's like listening to music. And you say, and you listen to one band with one singer, and then you listen to him with another singer, and it's sometimes hard to go back. And and you know, it's what depends what mood you're in. But I see him every movie now. I see him as Forrest Gump, and and it's uh, so it's tough to see <laughs> Tom Hanks in that other role. And, and uh, so so that's that's when you when you watch a movie so far after it's been made, it really has a different different impact on you. It, it, I, I think, and like I mentioned earlier, it's it's a completely it's a completely different type of experience watching it uh, now as as a forty two year old man as opposed to back in eighty nine when it came out and I was what nine ten ten years old something like that. Right. It's completely different. Like back then, it was like, oh, that's funny, that's funny, that's funny, and now it's like the 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 line where, after the orange juice scene where Carrie Fisher is like. Uh, he can't come out until he resembles the man I married. <laughs> and Art just throws out, hey, we don't have that kind of time. Yeah. And I'm like, God damn it. These, these throwaway, subtle, like, can 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 Ray come out to play type of like things a, like a, as, an, know, as an adult just land better. Yeah. <laughs> and I also yeah, like oh, the, that he, he knocks at the window. Uh, while they're watching Jeopardy, and then ducks down when she turns yeah. around. When she it's turns. Like, no, but it's, it's, it's like somebody knocked at the window. It's like, <laughs> you know, eventually she's going to find out it's you, Art. <laughs> and then right. he finally picks his head up and goes, like, like a, <laughs> I, out. It's, it's funny, too, because I love how serious they take Jeopardy. They both have, like, pens and paper, and they're it almost, almost like they're yep. on the show. Like, like, you can picture them every night. This is Jeopardy time, and this is very serious. You know, we play this just to see who's smarter within the family, right? Um, but, yeah, it's it's funny. And the other thing is things that you wouldn't notice when you're younger. You know, uh, Walter's getting his lawn done by a professional yard service. Now that's something that right. people think about today going, ah, oh, there he is. Like, oh, too good for Scott's uh, seasonal treatment. Huh? I got to go with the, the evergreen <laughs> truck and, and have and cheat. You're a cheater, you know? Um, but we don't think about that when we're, when we're teenagers. We don't, we really don't care about lawns or anything like that. So. <laughs> that, and, and one of the most, I, I would say eighties 
suburban moments was probably Art sitting on the porch drinking a beer with the teenage kid across the street. Because if you notice in that scene, him and Corey Feldman are just sitting on the porch having a beer. And Corey Feldman's playing probably, he's not even, I can't imagine he's even 16 years old. He's got to be in the, the 15, I would say 14 to 16 area. But like, I doubt he can drive at this point. But they're just sitting on the porch having a beer. And it's like, oh, that's so friggin' 80s. Like, like Art, Art would be so arrested now. <laughs> I love, I love the, uh, the Corey Feldman character because it's just so funny. Like, no, we don't want to go out. We're going to sit down. Come on. He takes his girlfriend. He's like, he pulls out a couple of lawn chairs. <laughs> You're yep. going to watch my neighbors. It's awesome. And then sure enough, like all the shit that he's expecting. Invi- he's invites gonna... his, the whole, the whole bunch of friends over. No, no, it's cool. It's like a live theater show. Right. I mean, some but, some of the stuff that made it silly, like obviously the house blows up, and then they show it a few yeah. scenes later. It's still a structure. It's on fire, but everything that blew up, it's it's already back together. It's like okay, a right. uh, little little careless there maybe in the in in, in staging <laughs> that all out, um, and that's what made it kind of silly, I guess. You know, that's that's what made it different than saying wow i I watched this and i thought i was watching friday the 13th it it was not that and i and i think maybe that's what killed them because when it came out maybe people thought more of a horror film that wasn't far far from the friday the 13th the halloweens so if someone said hey tom hanks is in a horror film well then you really uh if, if you wanted comedy it was funny, but maybe not as funny as some movies. If you wanted horror, it wasn't right. really horror. So I guess for some people, if they were extreme on one end or the other, they were a little disappointed. I think it gets um, it get, what, what it is is that like it did draw in people that weren't ready for what they were about to see. So uh, like like think about Joe versus the volcano, which was one of the first movies we did here uh, on this yeah, show. This yeah. show and that that's a what another like you know like who 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 expected what they saw almost right. no one you know a bunch of uh people that live on an island that are addicted to orange soda i mean you know <laughs> it's also it, it's it's one of the things like like movies like you know joe versus volcano this they're movies that i look at them like this would never be made today hmm. and for no other reason than it's like too much of a most risk. of the most of the stuff that hits the theaters now has to be franchisable, and it's like these are just movies. They're they're one off, like one off movies are so rare now. I mean, they're you find them more on streaming than anything else. But like, it's it's one of those weird things that now with you know the way the industry has gone, you 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 don't see them like the original, not attached to anything else type of stories that are just you know they they hit the theater they make a you know a couple few million dollars and then they're hitting vi- video cassette rentals you know but I now mean, there was a... what 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 they're going to netflix a lot like a lot of the comedies True. are yeah. going there like david spade had a comedy with this girl the the wrong uh missy or something like that uh, mm-hmm. uh adam sandler gets a contract he does five six movies for netflix you know what i mean like yeah. i'm saying like it's probably a safer bet than saying, yeah. oh, it's going to cost a lot more to have us ship them all to the theaters and then wonder sure. if people are going to show up. Sure. But well, yeah, was, the, uh, the, ret- the return is definitely less. Uh, hmm. A few scenes, you know, they, they were eating breakfast, and, and obviously Aunt Jemima's bottle is facing you, so you can see 
uh, that he has on Jemima's. Right. So there was a few scenes where where maybe they could get their, their ads and their selling. But, yeah, for the most part, it really wasn't about any type of product or anything. It was... Um, it, it wasn't really, like you said, <laughs> franchisable, probably tough to, to do anything like that. I'm not sure if that cereal was real, but it was, he was, he was eating cereal like at the, uh, while watching Freakies. Jeopardy. Wasn't it Freakies? Yeah. Freakos I don't know. It, or Freakies. Like said, yeah. Yeah. If it was, it was if, probably just for that year and then it died. Yeah. If you look closely on one of the shelves, there's Gremlin cereal. Oh, cool. Nice. That's cool. For, yeah, that's yeah, really cool. Yeah. There was, a, there was a lot of weird, like I, I saw, uh, in the basement, um, in the basement scene, there, there's the rosebud sled from Citizen Kane, just randomly hanging there. You know, just weird, weird little nods there that you're like, ah, that's somebody had fun. You know, the, the props cool. department was having a lot of fun with this one. Um, oh, what do you, you guys want to get to final judgment? Well, the only thing, talk about how well, just well, I, sure. Yeah, one yeah. of the last surprises I had was um, Corey Feldman's friend Steve Koontz, the one who who was talking to the Rumsfeld on the roof, being like, "Dude, when's it going to happen? I got to go to work." <laughs> I had no idea until literally pulling up IMDb that that was Nikki Cat. Nikki Cat, yeah. Uh, I'm like, and I went back and I'm like, holy shit, that's Nikki Cat. Well, that's also, you want to talk about, I talk about people who have been under the radar all, all like their yeah. whole career. Like, really, like they've been in good stuff, big stuff, yeah. but people yeah. tend to just still, like, unfortunately, not appreciate how good he is. And, and he's again. He's one of yeah, exactly right. He's one of those actors who who yeah. He, when he pops up, it's like oh, that's Nicky Cat. Mm-hmm. But it's he pops up in such weird roles. It's like yeah, he's got he's got the boiler rooms where he where he's the lead, you know. But then it's like oh, and then he's in Dazed and Confused. And then the, one of the weirder ones was uh, the first Sin City. He's the the bald guy that gets the arrow shot through his head. You know what? One thing I'll say though, Corey Feldman's uh, role, I loved it. I love the line when the neighbor says, "Hey, why don't you finish painting your house?" Like it's like he's been painting his house all summer long, hasn't done any painting yes. at all. Um, but that's like funny. that's a typical sixteen-year-old who, yeah. who's gonna yeah. like make a major effort. He's like dip, dip. Yeah, hold on. <laughs> he just jam into the yep. tunes and yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, and checking out and checking out the neighbors, you know, because she's hot and uh, it's just not that part. Of it. it was just it was just so cool. Good morning, Mrs. Yeah. Runfield. No tan lines today. Nice. Oh. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> It was great. That yeah. is awesome because it's just like, you know, like a, anyone older than him couldn't have gotten away with that line. You know what I mean? No. Like you, you say it at 16, what do you do? Beat me up? Yep. Right, right. Yep. I'm yeah. your neighbor. That's, no, that's awesome. awesome. Yeah, yeah. But she's yeah. soaking it up too. She's loving it. Like she's oh, she smiling. knows what she was doing. Yeah, it was great. You know she was. <laughs> and even, even Dick Miller's part. Yeah. When when uh, after they dump all the trash out of the garbage truck, and Dick Miller's like, "I hate cul-de-sacs. There's only one way out. You can't get around." <laughs> he bumps into Wendy Shaw. He's like, "Naked women? What the hell's going on? <laughs> <laughs> Who's gonna pick this up? Why you? Because you yeah, are yeah. a garbage man. <laughs> so funny." <laughs> And that weird argument about whose property the trash actually is. Yes, yeah, and, yes. and the, the other guy who's with him yeah. dumps out the, the, the trash for them. He starts helping. He's like, what are you doing? Yeah, no, that was, that was great. Says. That was great. Yeah, it's so funny. <laughs> no, I know. I like how the trash, trash is still there. I, well, I, yeah. yeah. There are so many uh, trash stories, you know, when you, when you think about it, that we don't, we don't hear much. But I, I remember hearing a story for real that – there were these people that were moving into their house, and uh, 
and and they they put their their What's belongings on the curb, and the trash truck came by right. and actually took their stuff and threw it away. So they came back out and they're like, "Where are all our boxes?" And they, and they didn't realize right. the trash just, had actually taken it right off the curb. So it's kind of funny when. When you start talking about, you know, who, where, is it still their property? Is it not their property anymore? But there's definitely been stories like that. Edward, what are you doing, buddy? <laughs> Edward, what are you doing? In her show. Yeah, you want to be a part of my show. I know. No. Oh, Kata Chinakis? Well, she's not here now. That was a couple of weeks ago. Uh, you want to say hi to Mike? No, I want to see. I oh, just poor Mike. See. I'll put the headphones on. You can say hi, okay? All right. Yeah. All right, say hi to Mike and Steve. Hi, Mike. Hi, Steve. What's up, Edwin? Hey. Hey. Why, Steve, why do you have no hair? <laughs> That's a long story. Don't worry. It all fell on my back. <laughs> How do you have no hair, Because Usually, you know why? Because you're used to seeing him with a hat. So you probably assumed he had hair. He hasn't had hair in a long time. I did it one time. A long... No. <laughs> it fell forward. I got a hair now. Sorry, guys. <laughs> he was crying, apparently. <laughs> when he's not... You know what? Take take my phone upstairs with Mommy. Yeah. Yeah. Was flipping out on my wife, like you know. So, all right, let's 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 hit the final judgment, and then we can. Uh, sure. All right. It's time now for final judgment. Are you ready to rubber stamp this bitch? Here's the final judgment. All right. Now we are going to decide. So serious. Yeah. <laughs> well, that guy really you know has what, problems. Gym. You know, you gotta watch. That's, that might be like you know that that strange neighbor. You know, he's got the yeah. weird. Well, no, it, it's, joking it's, of the bell and the it's joke. Funny, uh, when when I uh, year, years ago, a lifetime ago, I used to run Hollywood video stores, uh, and they had hired uh, Don LaFontaine to do a bunch of promotional stuff. And he actually did kind of like a, it was like a weird tour of the stores. And we were the first one, the one in Saugus was the first one on the East Coast. And they brought him by and they're like, oh, this is, and Don LaFontaine is, of course, the famous in a in world. world. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, that, it was like, I, I was one of the only people that got that. I'm like, no, that's the guy. That's the guy that does the voice that you. You work at a video store. Why don't you know movie trailers? Yeah. Jesus and, and he's on, like, all of them. I mean, he, he, he is the go-to oh, yeah. guy. Yeah. Well, he's, no, he's dead he's now. Just, but, uh, he, he, well, no, well, but he, yeah, but he was, now. is what yeah. I'm saying. Right, yeah. right, right, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he just talked like this all the time. And I'm like, holy shit. Well, yeah. uh, so uh, to address the idea of how serious it sounds, uh, yes. it, we, we thought of it as a goof. Uh, to call it final judgment because sure. there is nothing final about this. It's a, it's an opinion. There's nothing. Sure. There's nothing rubber stamping uh, because you could change your mind next week if somebody enlightens you as far as you know. If you think it sucked, or then someone goes, yeah, but what about that? Okay, so like we kind of jokingly called it uh, final judgment. Sure. So let's make it as dark sounding and like ooh. Sure. Uh, so that being said, um, mm -hmm. uh, let's start with the guy who is least uh, full of knowledge with this film as far as having seen it, and uh, like, you know, most of his life. So we'll start with Steve, because like, I think I'm most interested right now in uh, what, what he takes on this. Uh, so so uh, I, I watched the film, and... 
the whole time, I was thinking, you know what? I, I can relate to what they were talking about. Um, cul-de-sacs, like I said, I think that even if you were in a real estate business, you, you kind of, uh, you know you got a winner if you can sell a house in a cul-de-sac because people are looking for dead ends, cul-de-sac, neighborhoods. So that is, uh, to me, I, I, when they were competing against kind of the lawns and everyone's house looked nice, uh, I, I can definitely see that. So that, to me, that, that stood the test of time as far as, uh, as far as that type of atmosphere. Um, every, everyone has that weird, spooky house. So to me, that, that definitely fit in as well because, you know, you always have that house where you're wondering what's going on. By the way, it's not painted. Uh, maybe there's a thousand cars in, in the, in the, in the, on the lawn or, you know, or something like that or the shutters are missing or something. So, so definitely every neighborhood has that house. So, so to me, there was a lot of things that stood the test of time. I, I think that, uh, I think definitely uh, maybe, you know, maybe breaking into someone's house to go look for the dead bodies. Well, maybe that's a little Hollywood, a little far-fetched. Um, but, but you know, I, I thought, I thought the movie, uh, I thought the movie was all right. I thought the movie stood the test of time and, and those, in those aspects, um, obviously a little dated, uh, nowadays we'd be Googling them and we'd be saying, okay, what's their name? Let's find out more about them. You know? So this was pre-internet. So, so a little dated, but, but definitely relatable for the most part. Um, so that's what I think about it. Good movie. Good movie. I, I would definitely, uh, recommend watching it I, I, it's a lot of fun there's a lot of little lines that you have to laugh about and uh, and it's not a serious tom hanks but that's all right you know neither neither is is the money pit or some of the other ones that that were funny they you know they were they were great it doesn't have to be all serious tom hanks which is good awesome mike you want to go sure uh it's I, I don't think it's a big surprise. This this movie is wonderful. Mm-hmm. This this movie is wonderful. I I agree on uh, the relatability of it. I like the fact that even though it is dated, it doesn't always it doesn't feel overly dated. Like uh, one of one of the things I think a lot of movies that are made now are going to fall into is they're going to feel super dated in like twenty thirty years because. We're not going to have the same technology. We're not going to have the same trends. You know, anytime you see a movie where they mention the Kardashians or something like that, it's like, ugh, how many years ago is that? Like, this is, it's one of those movies that it's like, it could really take place at any time, uh, especially for the age group of the people. Like, the only difference would be Corey Feldman and his friends would have phones. But mm-hmm. the parents on the block, like, I think about, you know, like, like, like my parents and stuff like that. It's like, yeah, they're, they're not googling they're looking out the window at their neighbors trying to figure out what they're up to you know so that part of it is still kind of relevant to this day um and yeah it's funny because as you were talking about the weird neighbors all i could think of was like oh yeah my guess is every neighborhood has one and the weird house is the guy that works nights <laughs> oh, he never he never comes out of the house he only comes out at night and he disappears all night long and only never shows up in the daytime it's like oh yeah he's just he's working nights <laughs> as long not as you're odd. not in a club done overnight radio for many years and i was the weird guy who slept all day like the vampire but, but as long uh, as you're yeah, not yeah. seen in the backyard in a cloak in the rain uh at night Digging up, digging uh, holes, uh, like a, a basically a body-sized hole. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no. No. Luckily, I wasn't doing that in my backyard. Because <laughs> that just, you know, oh, 
So much like <laughs> rumors start after that, you know. Maybe that's a red flag. I don't know. Like maybe who am I to judge? But maybe bigger? that's a red flag. Yeah, you, you were, yeah. You were exactly. starting. Uh, it was a pool starter kit you were working on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I wanted to start multiple pools. Yeah, <laughs> I, I just keep giving up. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I start, I stop. Ev- I'm a big Eventually, it will be one big hole. Yeah, yeah. But I just, I'm, I wanted to do this side of the yard. Exactly. No, it, it's, it's a great movie. It was, a, it was a great, it was a great era for movies. Like again, I mentioned it earlier. This was my favorite era of Tom Hanks, mm-hmm. uh, and and it's not taking away from anything he's done recently. Like he's, he's like, without getting too over, you know, overly dramatic. He's basically the definition of American treasure. When you talk about that, it's like he's he's gone from goofy slapstick comedy guy, serious actor, Oscar winning actor. He can still dip in and do like the Toy Story stuff. He's when he is funny, he's still really funny, but he can do the dramatic stuff. One of the best depictions of Walt Disney I've ever seen in my life was Saving Mr. Banks. Mm, like yeah. that that movie was amazing. Then he goes and does Mr. Rogers and it's like and he nails that and it's like mm. Oh, why are you so good? You know what I mean? And then you see stuff like on, online where he's like, he'll be just out at a restaurant or a bar or something. Like the, the best picture ever is some kid took a picture of his passed out drunk friend at a bar and Tom Hanks is sitting next to him giving him like, like hey, look at this guy. I, I think he's true. So he's like, he's, that's awesome. He's like an Oscar winning Bill Murray, basically. He's, he's one of those guys that is just, he seems like a genuinely good good dude type well, of thing as well as being a fantastic actor and producer and director in his own right because like stuff like band of brothers he produced and you know that sort of thing i, I will say you know on that note is that i i look at people like chevy chase and in that yeah. era very funny but nowadays such a letdown to see him it's like you know it's like oh he's, hey chevy chase is a historical be- asshole right well, yeah, yeah and, like and, you and, don't hear good stories chevy chase him. is a horror like not not a good story. I've never met the man, but not a good story comes out about right. Chevy Chase. Like, oh yeah, I was hanging out with Chevy Chase, really nice guy. No, we'd never hear that. Right. No. Never. So like, it's unfortunate. Yeah, like, it's one. It's one of those like yeah. you don't want to meet your heroes type of thing. Mm. Yeah, that, that, it's there's too much smoke for there not to be fire. <laughs> like you know exactly, I mean? exactly. I don't think we're spreading rumors here. Like with that, no. like it's just it, I've heard it too often. But, sure. but you don't. But you don't uh, see so, that with Tom Hanks, which is what you know. I, I think. No, I think that's right. pretty cool. Right. So myself, it's funny. I, I love. I loved it the first time I saw it. I, I saw it on video for the first time, like you know, back in the, uh, you know, let's say nineteen ninety or something when it came yeah, out. Probably you know, like, yeah, probably early nineties. Um, and I, I just dug it. It, it. it hit so well. And then I was. It was one of those movies I can't. I kept coming back to. I might have bought it at one time on tape, and then. Eventually DVD and and it's like quoting it with those that are around me that had seen it so much you know the same thing you know like um, it's funny with with a movie like this I love it so much that like I I, I put it on a, a show like this and then I go like I don't want to you know like I, when it comes time to final judgment. What do I, you know, I mean, of course I think it holds up. Like, I've been loving it for so long. It's been hitting on so many cylinders. So what I like to think about is how well would others like it uh, other than me, like, or maybe like a little younger. Um, And I would say I would only specifically like to know a little bit more about this person and their sense of humor first before I would say, hey, like, I I don't know if I'd recommend this to everyone. 
like like in in my it just fr- meeting people. I don't think I'd be like check out the burbs because I I'd like to at least semi know how funny they think things are in general. Like because like this is because this like I said I think you'd almost have to prep it. <laughs> like it's say all right just so you know it's a horror comedy thing yep. like you know so don't expect one or the other just go you know you'd have to like like sell it in a way to some others i would i think it would hit perfectly on the mark so i think it holds up i just think it's just specifically like we we had already t- said the right cult like following you know like for yeah. for the right people it holds yeah. up for the right people others might think it's the worst thing they've ever seen only because they're not no i'm saying only because their their brain ain't in it like you know they're, they're right, right you know i've seen stuff uh, i i I'll, I'll give you an example it's not an exact um a, a perfect parallel but oh, so many people love the movie donnie darko i think i i saw it yeah. once and i was like meh you know what i mean like you know and I, so i'm with you yeah. on that but there's a lot yeah. of people that fucking love it that was movie. fine no but so there's a lot of people who love that fucking thing oh, yeah. oh and i can't absolutely. see it i don't get it like you know what i mean like so it was like but wait and it's like no i don't get it like it just wasn't that good in my opinion so all i'm saying is you know obviously it's not like i said it's not a parallel to that but sure i absolutely kind think of, it holds up order. yeah i guess but yeah. i'm just saying I I think it holds up. I just like to, you know, I would say for the right people, it'll absolutely uh, do well. I've also noticed that, like, over the last few years, especially, I've kind of I think I've aged out of knowing what people like. Uh, Not not to not to sound old man or no, I got like I got I don't. It's hard and almost heartbreaking to recommend things to anyone under thirty. You know, even thirties pushing it at this point for me because it's like. I remember I, I, I was uh, I was seeing this girl and she was 31 and I'm like, I want, you know, I wanted to show her true romance. True romance is one of my favorite movies of all time. And it was heartbreaking that like she just didn't get it. She's like, I don't, I don't eh, it's OK. I'm like, it's OK. It's one of the best movies ever. Yeah, we did that well, and, about a month ago. Yeah. And I don't think we can like, I don't think I can talk to you anymore. But, like it's one of those things, you know, it's like if, if yeah. you if you don't like certain things, like I don't think we can be friends well, anymore. It's, it's funny because some people don't like Will Ferrell. You know, you talk to some people and they go, I don't I don't know what's so funny. And I think he's a I think he's a riot. I love I love his movies. But there's some people that don't like him. Some people that don't like Adam Sandler. It's just, you know, it's just, it just like you said, it's true. I don't know what people like anymore and what they feel is right. is funny and especially with music. Right. Music is totally oh, yeah. off my radar. I have no clue what what cool music is to other people. Nope. Nope. It's I I literally anytime uh I hear newer music uh, I immediately think of that uh, that episode of South Park where everything Stan hears just sounds like farts and shit. Because <laughs> it's like, because I'll, I'll be in a car with somebody listening to this music. And I'm like, like, this is terrible. Like, this is new. This is great. Blah, 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 blah. And then like 20 minutes later, I'm like, this is the longest song ever. And, and she'll be like, no, no, there's been five songs. I'm like, wow. ugh, this stinks. Put on the doors. Like, I know I'm old. Fuck yeah. off. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> No, it's true, and, and I think music and movies go hand in hand. And it's funny you mentioned uh, Will Ferrell. I'm, I'm weird with Will Ferrell. I, I'm a second viewing appreciation of Will Ferrell. Like most of his movies, there, there's there's exceptions to every rule, but most of them, I'll watch it once and be like, eh, 
And then I'll watch it again and be like, that's the funniest thing ever. Uh, Step Brothers was one of them. I went into Step Brothers being like, this is going to be the dumbest thing ever. And I'm like, and I came out of it, I'm like, okay, I laughed a few times. Now it's like, it's a go-to. It's like, I need a laugh tonight. Step Brothers is going on. Uh, campaign is one that nobody talks about. Him and Zach Galifianakis. And I do not like Zach Galifianakis. Like, I think he's great as like the third guy in, but... Definitely, I, I have a weird list of guys who shouldn't lead movies, but their greatest three or four. Him and Jack Black are at the top of that list. Um, but that movie is the campaign is hilarious. It is amazing. And the first time I watched it, I think I was just like, Zach Galifianakis leading a movie. I can't do this. And I, I put myself in a weird mood. But then once you get over it and you watch it again, it's like, oh, this is really good. Another guy that's really not. I mean, he has speaking roles. But it's how he presents himself. I mean, it's is a lot of times he's not saying anything. It's just who you know. He just who? you know what I mean. Like who's this on Zach? You know, like he says oh. things, but it's, oh. a lot of it is his body language and his. You know what I mean? It's not like a not like a Will Ferrell who's constantly saying stuff and. Um, well, that's that's probably also why, like that's one of the reasons I think he's great as like a third or fourth guy in, you know, like in The Hangover, Zach Galifianakis was perfect in High Fidelity. Jack Black was perfect. Le- but when you put their name at the top of a poster, you're not going to get me to put my ass in a seat. It's just not going to happen because this it's almost too much. Mm-hmm. It's it's too much. Of them. Another, uh, uh, Jack, Jack Black, again, uh, Tropic Thunder, one of his best performances. But he's like the third guy in. It's like you got Stiller, Downey, and then Jack Black. And it's like, okay, great. Perfect amount of Jack Black for me. Very cool. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Well, uh, I'm weird with people. No, it's all right. (laughs) Uh, um, So, all right. We're going to wrap things up because, you know. Because we'll just keep rambling. No, no. It'd be great. But. but listen, it was awesome having you, Mike. And, yeah. Uh, oh, my pleasure, you. man. Nice we'll, to meet we'll, you. We'll definitely like to have you again sometime. You know, if you want to keep talking. Anytime. Films you got and, my number. Awesome, Mike. Uh, uh, yeah, feel free to to tell us all about anything you're involved in right now and uh, plug away, man. Uh, I'm on, on all social media. I'm at Mike Went, uh, M I K E W E N D T, uh, where I'll post everything I do, whether it's uh, you know the F Buddies podcast, that movie show. Uh, two guys watching wrestling if i happen to do another movie or whatever i'm doing it can be found on any of my social media and i keep it very simple it's my name um so it's at mike went uh, and that, that's that's what i'm up to right now basically awesome. is is just everything can be filtered through that it's easier than being like and now you have to go over to this website and now you have to go over to this just go to me just find me i'm very googleable awesome unfortunately <laughs> that's cool man uh, listen, yeah. yeah, it was great having you, and uh, we'll definitely have you back. Appreciate it. It's, uh, what, go ahead, Steve. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. How do we get a hold of, of the Film Crickets? Oh, yeah, absolutely. We, we are at uh, filmcrickets8099 at gmail.com. And the uh, we are on Facebook, Twitter, and now Instagram, which is uh, basically what's cool is that we're doing clips uh, of our videos. So like it's basically cool. like as a alert to like get you to check it out. You know, so if you like the clip, maybe you like to, to check us out because we are on YouTube. So if you're only listening on uh, audio and you want to check us out on video, we are on YouTube. Just look us up, The Film Crickets, and you'll find us and just subscribe and like. And by the way, please rate and review on Apple. We got to get our name out there and noticed. So that that'll be uh, that'll be really cool. All right, folks. Have a great week, and we'll talk to you soon. Bye.